Packers. <laughs> but uh, just doing the thing, man, hustling. Uh, we do things a little bit different than, than what you and I used to do back in the day, so we'll talk a little bit about that. Um, but can't complain, just growing business and uh, working on some new stuff that I can talk about as well that, that we're kind of you know adding on to our business, not just security sales, but other concierge, utilities, internet TVs that we've added. We work with all new homeowners now, um, so it's a little bit different than the new, the old door-to-door all, game. That all new homeowners, for the most part, yeah. My call center. Um, so obviously, you and I went from door-to-door to transitioning into another company, and what I do now is I work with home inspectors. Um, I work with insurance agents. We've built a, a really good platform, a really good lead base. So they send us all of their leads and. Uh, we reach out to these homeowners after the home inspection, so we get a you know about thirty to forty-five days to build a relationship with a client. And uh, we, you know, first off, we're selling them security, but then we we're like, man, these are new homeowners. We can sell them other things such as utilities, internet, TV. So those are some of the services we started to add to, to what we do. But all new homeowners from every walks alive, coming from California, coming from New York, and new homeowners, old homeowners, we do it all. Hell yeah. I mean, a lot of people are moving to Texas, and I'm sure you get to see all that with all the like security system sales. Cause people usually buy homes, and then they buy their security system. That's how that works, right? Yeah. So, I mean, we're setting up a lot of our accounts pre-move-in. So, I mean, uh, mm-hmm. we try to you know have that sense of urgency as they're moving some of their stuff into their house that, you know, of course, they're going to want to protect it. And... Um, yeah, we've seen uh, we close about twelve to fifteen percent of the leads that are sent from our inspection companies, and man, it started from door to door to me sitting in an office calling home inspection companies, and I teamed up with this guy named Jeff Adams. He sold or uh, he did six home inspections in a week, and shout out to uh, Jeff from yeah from uh, from six inspections to now working with 70, 80 home inspection companies, sending us thousands of leads. So it went from me to uh, now a bunch of cubicles out here outside of my office. Um, so we have about 12 sales reps now uh, reaching out to thousands of new homeowners with uh, some of these. Uh, we got Dude. lucky on getting some partners on board, but um, but yeah, we just I, I, runs all I, day, baby. I, I remember, yeah, that's awesome. That's what, dude, and that's what you have to do to make sales, bro. You got it. You just got to bang them out. How does, uh, what is the highest, okay, what is the highest phone calls that someone's made in a day, if you don't ask you uh, so we got this uh, we got this Mexican workhorse in here, man. His name is Don, <laughs> and uh, he, he's thrown down. His name's what, Don? Yeah, Don Rodriguez. We call him J Rod. John Rodriguez. Hey, What's up? <laughs> like 175, sometimes almost 200 calls a day. Um, a lot of Shut these are uh, are fairly warm because they're in an email campaign, so they kind of know we're reaching out to them. So we focus more on Damn. handle time rather than how many calls. Really, if somebody has 175, 200 calls, I'm like, you really didn't probably talk to anybody today. But if your handle time's three, four hours, and you know you have 100, and, you know 20, 130 calls, that's a pretty good day. Wait, handle time? I've never heard that concept. Hold up. So how did you? How did y'all come up with that and start measuring that? And that's the one that works. To yeah. So handle times is how long you keep them on the phone. <laughs> Um, so right. you know, if you and I are on the phone for five minutes when I hang up and it says five minutes and 30 seconds, that would be how long you and I, you know, that would be our handle time. So, um, right. our, you know, average handle time with a customer might be two minutes a day. Cause some people answer, some people, people you'll talk for 30 minutes. Some people, you know, you'll talk to them for 20 minutes. 
Um, but yeah, if you're hitting three hours out of your nine hour workday or really eight with a lunch break that we take, I mean, you're on the phone yeah. most of the day talking to people, which I, you and I both know we'd rather be talking to people than just hearing that ring, 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 you know? Oh, dude. And we used to do it, man. We used to, like, we, both you and I worked, we weren't supposed to work together as much as we did, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> we don't uh, for the people listening we just uh, Landon and I used to work at a company actually you tell them yeah. <laughs> we yeah, tell them what, how, how do you how we know each other like how we met and all <laughs> yeah I mean, we'll bring it back a little bit so I've actually yeah. been in this industry since 2011 and uh just yeah. you know from day one I was uh, I was a student at Texas A&M University and um I was walking around campus I met this guy named Pedro Vega and he introduced me to this company called Southwestern. And uh, what they did is they knocked doors and they sold books, encyclopedias. Um, you sell them door to door. You were part of that. Um, so I, I started off. And then um, okay. so I was doing their training for about three weeks. I mean, you literally, we were going to be sent out to Pitts, uh, Pittsburgh. And the first two weeks was you knocking doors to find out where you were going to live. Like that's how intense this program was. You're selling encyclopedias, um, you know, and educate, educational books for kids all the way up to high schoolers, and you don't get paid till the very end of the summer. So you get your check at the very end of the summer. So you need to bring Holy out, you know, thousands of dollars to live off all summer, which we know doing security sales, we were blowing money every single weekend on 100% blowing <laughs> way too much of it. Yeah, so I went through their training program for three weeks, but then uh, I was approached by, um, uh, he's actually a good friend of mine now, his name's Kyle Thompson, and he tapped me on the shoulder pretty much the same way this Pedro guy did. And uh, matter of fact, Kyle used to work with Southwestern, so we built a lot of rapport just you know, talking for about 30 minutes on campus, and I was like, well, you know, why are you approaching me? And he was like, well, we do the same thing. We do door-to-door, but we sell uh, new security technology, home automation. Um, you know, you're paid every week. That was a plus for me. So he, he kind of oh, gave Oh, you were like, rundown. yeah, yeah. And um, he invited me to an informational, just like we used to do with, uh, with Vault, invited students <laughs> yeah. to informationals. And I showed up, and um, it was funny because I, man, I was just a little shithead college kid, and uh, I'd actually accidentally texted something uh, that I shouldn't have texted him right before the informational. Uh, I mean, I, I think I think it was on the lines of talking about OG Kush. Um, <laughs> so anyways, that's awesome. I mean, that. it is college, bro. It is college. Yeah, what was it? it was around college, uh, right? I'm guessing. I was talking about OG Kush, and he was like, "Wait, yeah? uh, is this Lander? Are you coming to the informational?" I was like, "Dude, my bad. You have the same area cut as somebody else." I was trying to get a hold of. <laughs> anyways, I was embarrassed. I almost didn't show up, but I did, and they all came. Oh up my god! Call me OG Kush for a while. Um, but I no way. Uh, went out for a summer program in Houston, Texas. Just, you know, got dropped off by a van at, you know, 11 a.m., picked up at 9 p.m. It was out there just banging doors down, trying to sell alarm systems. It was kind of the wild, wild west back then because it was the analog yes. to digital switch. So we you always talked about that to me, too, actually. Yeah. Awesome. So, I mean, it was easy because a lot of people with alarm systems back then <laughs> were running it through landlines and we were just introducing, you know, mobile apps and cellular technology. So we could knock on a door and, you know, we might get an objection that, oh, I'm with ADT paying 40 a month. All we had to say was. What do you pay for your home phone line and do you use it for anything other than your alarm? No. Uh, okay, well, you can get rid of that landline, pay basically almost the same thing, 
and have a mobile app, cellular system. So it was a lot. It was a pretty easy sell back then. I think I was. No, I mean that's cool. Yeah, that's, I was the, the, uh, the uh-huh. me and this other guy JC were neck and neck for uh, you know top sales with first years. We beat beat some managers out. So they invited us back a second year, started slowly building teams from three guys to, you know, seven guys to ran my first office in Minneapolis, Minnesota. I think it was my third or fourth summer. So we had about 15 guys there, went out, did like seven, 800 accounts. And um, our company, True Protection, uh, we decided to kind of change the business model up and do more online marketing. And I was still in school, so I didn't really fit that position until I graduated. Um, so that's when I was offered a position with Vault to go meet Harley, and uh, that's you know. Wait, wait, hold up, hold up. You were so True Protection was already going by the time that Vault was going. Yeah, I was. With I didn't know that. I didn't for know three this. years before Vault. Matthew True introduced me to. Harley. I didn't know that. Yeah, so introduced me to Harley, and then you know, obviously it was all the same thing. You know, uh, yeah. they were still a, a Monotronics dealer, just like True Protection. I was familiar with the products. And when I came over to Vault, you guys were actually in Omaha, and you were halfway through the summer, and yes. uh, Harley gave me an iPad, and he was like, you want to do a little training? I was like, nope, dude, I know how to do this shit. I'm going to go out. <laughs> that's when y'all started to little- me uh, pop up on the board. You know, I think I had, by the end of the summer, like 26 to uh, 20. Yeah, I remember. It, it was actually, I remember this, because it was actually like, because uh, we were like, who the hell is this Landon Duke dude? Yeah. Like, like how is he beating, like, I'm sorry, I'm not going to say names. <laughs> how is he beating X person, you know? Like, already, like, he had, he came in halfway through the summer. Like, how is this even possible? Like, how good is this dude? Like, yeah, so I was just driving myself out in, in uh, you know, the Dallas-Fort Worth area selling alarms. I mean, I bought my first house at 23 by selling alarms door-to-door. Cheers. And, um, and then... You know, I, I guess we moved into the whole recruiting thing with Vault and picked up on the same thing, which is where I met you. Um, we started right. building teams on college campuses, and Leo and I, we worked together for, what, two, three years? Yeah, Vault. something like, like that. It was a while. It was you know, fun while, too. I mean, my, my, my best memories are summer of, uh, what was it, 2017? Colorado, Colorado, right? Uh, Denver, or, oh, no, no, Den- yes. That's definitely probably the most fun I've ever had in, in a sales One, program for sure. It was – I wanted to talk about that. I'm glad you brought that up because we were literally – okay, so we started with how many people? Like I think it was like 20 or 30 or 40 people. It I can't remember exactly. It was close to like exactly. 30, 35 people. Obviously, with door-to-door, you never finish it that much. But Right. But uh, Yeah, we ended with like 12 of us in a mansion, <laughs> which is so absolutely bizarre fun, bro. That shit was wild. Yeah, I'm kind of glad we got kicked out of those apartments. So we were just too loud. We got kicked oh, okay. out of the apartment. And, uh, we got kicked out. Yeah, that's amazing. right. We were too loud. Yes, yeah, so we had sales reps, technicians. I mean, everybody in this mansion, and we were having parties. Leo still has videos of us throwing parties with bounce houses in the backyard. Yes, um, yes, dude. We got yeah. We ordered. We got mansions. We got bounce houses. We did like we did. I, I also remember the three weeks of like sobriety, like that we had oh, to yeah. do. Like we had yep. to do three weeks of sobriety and. We went absolutely hard, absolutely. And club vinyl, I still remember that club. I still remember the day. <laughs> I remember yeah, the party bus. Oh, we did some skydiving. We did the uh, the go kart racing. 
The uh, go kart racing. Yeah, man, we had a we had a good time. Those summer <laughs> programs were awesome. I think the only thing is like as we got older, started building families, and it was a lot right. of dependency on college, you know, college age kids, and like yeah. pushing thirty people down to twelve. Like you know, companies are paying ninety thousand dollars for a summer to house people, and then. You know, if half the team falls off, right. most of the time you're still paying housing for those people. So uh, the business model, um, you know, I, I guess for me, it wasn't sustainable long term. Uh, I would still Correct. knock doors by myself like the rest of the year. But um, obviously we know with, with Vault and kind of what happened, you know, once right. you lose a couple of sales reps, it can kind of crumble the entire the entire thing yeah. people keep the pieces together which obviously you know who you did a podcast with he was yeah uh, you know <laughs> i don't know yeah jd hell yeah jd i mean no J. yeah i mean it, it was uh, speaking on like families and like the summer program and stuff like it was jd that was there the whole time mm -hmm. not even harley bro like it was jd that i have like a lot of the respect for and like the training and the sales and the cold calling and and i mean it's even wild to even say that we were doing that you know like we were out in the summer in the middle like hot as shit like right now like knocking doors like straight up just selling people bro and jd had a family and he brought them all to colorado all to mm -hmm. omaha all to all the cities that they went to and yeah, it does. I, I can. It's funny because you say that. I saw that like very early on. I was like, "Fuck!" Like, would I want to do that shit? Is that where I want to go? You know? <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if I want. I, I, I don't know if I'd want that. I mean, honestly. I mean, I made. Uh, you saw some of the bonus checks that I got. He's a, uh, I have a respect. Mad respect to JD though. Summer. Mad respect. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Mad respect for JD. Mm -hmm. um, hope he hope he sees us on here. Maybe you send it to him. But um, hell yeah. But oh, dude, absolutely. Was aiming, managers were making six figures like in the summer. The door-to-door -door stuff was fun. Um, after I left Vault, though, that's when I was contacted again by Matthew True. And, you know, he said, hey, we're doing things a little bit different. Everything's online now. But you're the guy to get us back into a position to start doing more outbound, um, you know, sales. We want to do it over the phone. He explained a little bit to me, but... We negotiated, you know, more of like a, a salary long-term style thing. He gave me 10% um, equity in a new company that we were starting, True Service Connect, which is the multiple uh, service add-ons that we do. This is customers. some – is that – so you approached him with this idea and like he – kind of took it on and that's what y'all are doing that kind of thing uh, so he was familiar with the concierge that he knows a lot of people in the industry that were starting to do like more concierge style business where not only starting security. starting just starting yeah yeah, yeah. so uh -huh. i mean it was new to us we didn't know anything about it but we, you know we were like well, right. what's gonna i think it was very new for the whole industry yeah yeah it was pretty new so brinks believe it or not brinks actually tried this whole inspector program thing 15 20 years ago um, but what they were doing is they no would partner with home inspection companies and then they would have a pool of sales reps, say in a city like San Antonio, and they would follow the home inspector to the inspection. The inspector would do the home inspection. The Brinks rep would inspect the alarm and then they would get a chance to meet the, the client or the future buyer like actually out on the property. And that's how we started doing it when I was in San Antonio. When we partnered with you know Jeff Adams, who gave us like six clients a week, we partnered with two or three. I was busy driving around the city, meeting with people, inspecting alarm <laughs> systems, really trying to sell them on you know my personality and getting to like us a little bit. And 
Um, right. I would build quotes sometimes when I was out there, but as we tried to grow that program, we knew that we can't have 20 sales reps just driving around town, like making every single inspection. And sometimes the client would have, wouldn't even be there. So we transitioned everything on the phone and um, got a few mm. more partners and just built it up to uh, just a mega lead base of, uh, we met a company called Brian, yeah. Brian that they're a very large inspection company in Houston. They do some Dallas and San Antonio. Well, come to find out, Greg Bryan, the owner, he he just loved Matt, myself, our other partners, and uh, he believed in us. He owned another company called IEB, which is uh, it stands for Empire Inspector Builder Program. It's like an online training base nationwide for home inspectors, and they have like 300 home inspection companies under their platform. So he started getting us involved with all these other companies. And wait, hold up, hold up. He's 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 the owner of uh, uh, basically a conglomerate of companies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he owns the coaching program. So he linked us in, and we just kind of finished phase one of how many leads they're sending us. We just started phase two. I hired three new people here in the office to take on the more leads that we're getting. And um, I mean, he's like, he's like, man, let's get to phase three. We're, you know, we want to hire some more people and make sure, make sure we're we're pumping out all the leads they're giving us now. But um, there's room for growth with what we're doing with his program. They have tons of leads, and we kind of got got lucky meeting them. But we're good friends with them now. Matt, yeah. You know, we go, we've been golfing with them. We've gone out drinking with them before. Yeah. Super cool old uh, old guys, entrepreneurs. <laughs> Uh, very successful, like family guys. So we've learned a lot yeah. from them. They've helped us build the program, and they've um, they really were pushing added services. Like, okay, you guys sell security, but we yeah. want to add some other services for our clients, such as you know pest control, such as um, internet, TV, utilities. So that's what we started doing. We started selling other added services on top of security. Damn. So it's so like, how did that idea come about? Because I have seen even in the insurance industry, like a lot of people becoming multi-service, like a hub for everything kind mm -hmm. of thing. Even actually, even the roofer that was on here, they have a pretty good company uh, locally here. Uh, results, I think it's called Results Roofing. Yeah. And my boy Zach, what's up? Um, uh, they also provide not only roofing but also sell the actual material to make the roof mm -hmm. like they provide also like the who's gonna like the dings like the hail for the car like they do the whole service and they are going even more depth kind of like what you guys are doing so expand a little bit on that why that's so smart like why is that like so good to do it right now especially yeah i mean diversification with any business is, is going to help out it, it came up from a couple ideas but one the security industry when you have a lot of customers um, you, you and you want to make them happy. You you want to keep their services. What you charge them, if you know, say a camera goes bad, you want to keep their service costs lower. And you know, there's hundreds of thousands of dollars that are spent in paying technicians to go out and service equipment. It was kind of an idea of like, hey, we need to sell their products to offset the cost that's involved with us needing to service the customers, but also at the same time making right. things more convenient for them as they're moving into the house. So like our approach, you know, is, you know, hey, say we sell an alarm system and they have a doorbell camera. Well, the doorbell camera needs Wi-Fi. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when solidifying the end of the cell, you know, and getting their e-docs sent out because we do everything through DocuSign, we can say, hey, as a matter of fact, 
we partner with AT&T, I'll pull up their availability, you know, see that they maybe have fiber, um, you know, installed at the house. And you guys have a doorbell camera, so uh, obviously you're going to need internet when we get out there to install the alarm system. Have you lined that service up yet? No? Okay, well, while I have you on the phone, we'll go ahead and process an order for AT&T Fiber. Are you guys planning on doing TV as well? And it, you're just able to add these services onto security customers. And we've gotten good enough now that maybe we don't get a security customer out of the deal. But we'll set up internet for them still, you know. No way. It's offsetting. But you, your, appro- your approach is security first. Is it's that your approach? Butter. Is that the- well, yeah, on a phone okay. call it would sound something like, hey, Leo, this is Landon with True Protection. We work closely with Brian and Brian. They did the home inspection for you. Uh, just check it in to make sure everything oh, wow. went well, that you guys were moving forward with the purchase of the clothes. That's just a qualifying question. We want to make sure they're actually buying it because if the inspection was garbage and the Qualify. roof's falling apart and this and that, then, you know, obviously they're not going to buy the house. But assuming they're right. moving forward with the purchase, I let them know, like, hey, I'm the representative that's going to help you guys get all the new services set up, such as your Internet, TV, your electricity, and more importantly, your security for the home. Um, now, when you were at the inspection, Leo, did you notice anything as far as like a pre-wired alarm system? And then we're doing the walkthrough oh that we did with door to door. So we're moving through the phone over the phone. So we're moving into security pretty quick. And things we do on like the back end here is I'll have like Zillow pulled up. Some inspectors send us pictures of alarm keypads. So you know, just like in door to door, where we were, we were actually there, where we could see a keypad on the wall and see what type of house it is. Um, with things online now like Zillow and all these sites, I mean, you can get in and see, hey, oh, you guys have a motion detector in the corner of your living room. Oh, my gosh, because of the pictures. Yeah, pictures. I see a DSC keypad, you know, right near your front door. We'll be able to replace that with ours, that... your existing system. And then um, we also send emails to all of them with a $500 voucher. So just like the sign for advertising homes, that was like kind of our end back in the door-to-door days. Put a sign in the yard, you get a free alarm system. Well, for working with our inspector, our inspectors, our partners, we're going to give you, Leo, a $500 voucher so you can start customize, customizing some additional add-ons. I'm sure you've seen doorbell cameras, smart locks, and then the whole thing is just kind of a walkthrough except over the phone. It's just a virtual walkthrough. Huh. Yeah, that's a, I, I understand why that percentage of closing is so high now because it's like you literally have the information before – like they have the, you have you know them kind of you you kind of know their 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 house their house and you have a connection with the company that did the inspection for them yeah yeah we, before they move in yeah we used to call it social proof so like if you right. set up a, a house and there was a vault sign across the street and you knocked the house directly across the street and you could point at that sign across the street and say hey we just set up Susie you know right across the street that gives you more social proof people believe in you a little bit more they have trust in you um, right. so something I say is like hey Leo you trusted Brian and Brian to inspect your most prized possession um, your biggest investment of your life which is your house something that you and your family are going to live in. If that com- if you trust that company to inspect your most prized possession, they trust us to reach out to you and 100%. Of course provide a security consultation. But I would say, yeah, our closing ratio is right around about uh, 12%. It, it, that it's profitable is profitable at that at 12%. And we know knocking doors, our closing ratio is Dude, f- less than from cold. Sorry, from – yeah, well, that's what I was going to – it's exactly what I was going to say. I was going to say like with cold calling – you're looking at like a two, three percent. Three percent is great. Mm-hmm. Like it's really good, like cold calling. But y'all are 
pushing the envelope like freaking four or five times. Yeah, man. And then uh, so it, it's cool. It's um, I, I like I like the style that uh, our approach with you know other services that we can help them out with. That's just all convenience for them. So instead of calling you know three different companies for internet, TV, you know their security company, their utility, yeah. like, we can knock a lot of that out for them. You know, say a week or two before they actually close on the home. We're doing everything through DocuSign, yeah. so. Um, Changed a little bit from what we used yeah. to do to what we do now. No, drop and roll. It sounds like it has, bro. I hadn't, I hadn't even talked about it, and I'm glad that we're doing it on here. I hadn't talked. Maybe we have talked about it in depth, but I don't remember. I understand it a little better what you do because we're always so busy. Tell me it's home kind of just like I just didn't know the. Yeah, yeah, it's real quick, but yeah. I got in depth of what we do. But uh, yeah, we're looking yeah. to grow hopefully to you know 15, 20 people in the call center. I mean, we're just looking for expansion. Um, and, uh, you know, we're still working with Brink, yeah. which, you you know, obviously Vault was working yeah. with Monotronics turned Brink, so we're still... They turned me out. They used to be... What is it? What, the Monotronics has always been Monotronics, and they got, out, way back they got bought day, out by Brinks. Way back in my day, it was Security Networks. It turned into Monotronics, what? and then Monty Smart, Monty Smart Home, you know, they kind of like rebranded yes. it a little bit. The little M, the little cool little purple M. Yeah, M. and then Monty bought the Brinks name, so they just rebranded again, but... Yeah, now it's Brinks. Wait, Monty bought it? Yeah, Monty purchased the name. It wasn't like a merger or buyout. Monty, Brinks did not I thought buy it was it. the other way around. My yeah, bad. so um, Brinks, or I'm, excuse me, Monty just purchased the Brinks name. It's kind of like if Applebee's was oh. like, oh, we want to merge with Chili's. We're just going to like rebrand and call the Applebee's Chili's. You know, it's kind of like the same thing. Um, but True Protection. But they, so, wait, so, uh-huh. Go ahead. Wait, sorry. So are they like so are so they're the actual so are they the actual company or is it still Brinks like a CEO named Brinks like from Brinks or is it just money like one CEO for the both companies? No, it's just one. It's just a Brink CEO. Like for yeah, it's what? one. It's still one company. Oh, okay, got it, got it. Um, but yeah, it was just it. Uh, okay. it was just a rebranding. So all the employees and everything stayed the same. All the dealers stayed the same, but. Um, True Protection, where we match up with everybody, is, you know, across the United States, uh, I think right now we're fourth largest dealer in the nation. Um, And we just won the award for, um, uh, we're number one in, uh, I guess, customer quality or uh, attrition. We keep the customers around the longest, so we just won a new award through Brinks for that. Um, no way. But, yeah, we, we have a support in. We have the sales in, which is what I'm in, and uh, Austin, Houston, San Antonio, Dallas. And then we just launched our nationwide program. So we're doing uh, Washington, D.C., North and South Carolina, Virginia, Maryland, Florida, Arizona, Minnesota. Fuck I mean, yes. we're getting out there, bro. Well, no, it, it's cool. It's cool for me. Like, I get a different experience from the, from the people listening because it's like, I've like seen like you've talked to me about before you even started yeah. this program. It's like you just started. It's like yeah, you show me the Excel sheet of all the inspectors. I was thinking about the day. I was like, we met up here at Grub. Yeah, I don't know if you remember. Come <laughs> on, bro, it's growing. So yeah, dude, that's awesome. And and so now you're uh, you and Matt True. You know, I, are you guys like business partners? I guess in a sense, and like you guys uh, kind of bounce off ideas each other, kind of help the company grow in that sense. Yeah, so I mean, uh, he's majority owner in True Service Connect, which is our sister company. I own part of that company. He's obviously been owner of True Protection. I think he's actually sole owner, hundred percent of True Protection now. We bought out a couple of uh, partners, um, you know, in the in the last few years. But 
Yeah, for the most part, I mean, sales-wise, that would be like Matt and I bouncing ideas off each other. He's uh, he's a big money guy. He comes from an accounting background. I'm more of just like, uh, I don't like to sit there and run numbers. I like to talk to people, <laughs> marketing, yeah, stuff yeah, like that. Definitely. Um, so we he has you know his things, and I have my uh, my things, and. Um, right. so I'm solely responsible you'll mesh, for. Y'all mesh well together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm responsible for the call center, but Matt's doing a lot of the. He's doing all the back end stuff. You know, it's his business. He's still CEO, and um, mm-hmm. but he's doing. I mean, he's got to do the whole payroll. He's got to make sure you know we're in line here and we're hitting our quotas. He's got. He's got oh, to sure. spice yeah, up the marketing, all the fun stuff. Well, <laughs> but yeah, we we do a lot of outbound, but uh, we're doing a lot of inbound too. And I would say fifty fifty. Um, uh, residential and commercial right now. So if you go to like a oh, commercial or well. a school and you see like card readers and we do all that access control stuff, I mean, yeah. $100,000 plus jobs. I just closed an $86,000 job last week. Um, we're doing nine access oh, control shit. points, 26 cameras, two alarms um, for a Presbyterian nice. like daycare over here. So we're doing some big stuff That's too. Cool. It's a good mix of commercial and then you know also doing knocking out a bunch of residential ones too through the call center. You, you want to know why? They, like it's funny because uh, tomorrow uh, at my day job, uh, outside of the podcast, uh, I uh, they're actually changing the alarms or they're doing maintenance on the alarms tomorrow. Oh, yeah. So I was like, man, I gotta get my boy Duke like now because <laughs> the, the universe is calling it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the, like this, it's a commercial account that we have uh, that we have there, and so those are pretty big, bro. Yeah, and so you have that's what y'all do fifty fifty. That's a big number. Yeah, it's fifty because commercial accounts is when it comes to revenue and profit, it's fifty fifty. But like, we could sell a hundred residential accounts that's equivalent to say five commercial accounts when it comes to like revenue because you know right. all these are worth you know, so-and-so amount of money, maybe seven, eight, mm-hmm. nine hundred bucks for an account. But these, you know, that you're profiting ten, twenty thousand dollars $20,000 on, um, it, it evens out. So, I mean, we'll sell like five or six, like large commercial jobs a month. And then the rest will just knock out like a ton of residential accounts. But yeah, it's about 50, 50 when it comes to all the green coming in. Cool. That's good. I was going to say, like, do you know how many people, uh, and I even put on my Instagram, like, we're going to talk about business to business. Like, if you haven't figured out business to business, you have to figure out business to business because it is so much. It's It takes the same time, I would say, or even just a little bit longer. Maybe just take care of it a little better, but it pays way more. Like, the same presentation, right? Same presentation, same product, same, like, kind of, like, process, but it pays way more. Yeah, the process is pretty similar other than the fact that a lot of businesses, especially when you're doing a very large job, they're going to want somebody local to come out and actually look at right. the property, talk to somebody, it goes to a committee. Like some of these local, you know, this $86,000 job, it wasn't something that I closed in an hour. It was like two trips out to you know, this uh, neighboring city here in DFW and then uh, two trips out and then... 10 different phone calls and different documents to set up, but yeah, it's a, yeah. Little, a little different, but it's you know, more work. It's more tedious, but mm-hmm. the counts more solid, I think, wouldn't you say, or they're more, solid oh, I guess depends. They pay depends, up yeah. front. So we'll give them like a lower monthly rate and we'll make a lot off like upselling the labor, upselling the equipment. So this 86,000 that they're paying for up front, you know, our cost really is only like, you know, maybe 35, 40,000. 
And then the monthly revenue, um, they're actually paying like $215 a month because when you add access control doors as opposed to like a mm -hmm. residential alarm that might be 40 or $50 a month, it is a lot more like recurring revenue for the company too since they're uh, paying higher monthly monitoring rates on it as well. Access controls is like the stuff they didn't have in Uvalde. Right, like the little like key card or the, the door that, that the door that left open. That's access control, right? Yep, card readers, fobs. Uh, sometimes people do fingerprinting, um, but it's like the mag locks you see that'll you know keep the doors locked in you know commercial buildings. Um, sometimes we'll do like the little bubble cameras and, and whatnot to see who's coming in. They can yeah. you know, businesses can let people in. But we set up like diamond stores, bro. Like. <laughs> Really? Some, uh, I didn't know this. <laughs> yeah, we set up some diamonds. That's cool. Stores. I mean, there's some people that definitely trust us from, you know, thinking about what we were doing back in the door knocking days I, to now. It's different. You know, it's it's usually because you talk about, like, a lot of how we used to do things and how we do things now. And I think the best companies are the ones that transition and can pivot and can use technology to their advantage and grow. Kind of like what you guys are doing. Yeah, bro. You know, yeah. so it's like... Yep. It's it's uh it's nice and so yeah so sorry business to business is the way to go like like it, it it does take a little bit longer it may be more tedious and maybe a little bit more intimidating I'm not gonna lie setting up diamond stores that's gotta be intimidating like you're just they're they're you're they're relying on you for that shit to work yeah yeah it's definitely more intimidating uh, especially when. Instead of talking to like one person, you're you have like five or six people that are members of a church that are responsible for this following you around, and you're doing it in front of a lot of different people. <laughs> more money involved, like yeah, it's a bigger investment. You have to have, have you have top. you gotten to secure like celebrities or something like that, or anybody like super fun or yeah, dude, or like I a story that we all know. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. So I mean, I don't know. If, I don't know if you would know, but one of the most recent ones, I set up three accounts for them. You can Google him. His name is Rick Wall. Uh, R I. I look at him. I look him up right now. Uh, so he's a he's a big time movie producer, and a lot of these dudes are moving from L A. to Austin, and Austin's becoming like a middle, uh, um, like a new L A. And Rick Wall, I believe that he's. Uh, have you seen uh, Angels of Fallen? Uh, it's got Morgan Freeman. He, Morgan Freeman's the president. Yes. Is it the drones. president? Yes, 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 All yes. the drones are yes. flying around. He produced that movie. Uh, so he produced another Shut movie up. called The Felon, which is really popular. But he's, I mean, yeah, he. we set up his house That's on Lake uh, Travis. We set up two of his studios. Uh, so Rick Wall. Um, oh, he has studios. That's right. He's a movie producer. Yeah, so of he course. has studios. Another one I set up was... Uh, Shoot, it was a old guy. Um, he was uh, he, he was with NBC. Uh, Dan forgot his last Dan, name. Dan, I don't know. Uh, he's I wouldn't super know. old. NBC. Uh, he's like with NBC, CB, or uh, CN, um, I don't know if it was CNN. Probably it's like a news network. I would like, charge like a, more like if he was with CNN. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, he was like yeah, something, but it was a uh, Big news. <laughs> yeah, but I set him and his daughter's place up. Back in the day, I think with Vault, we set up uh, Tony Dorsett's, and uh, I knocked on Tony Dorsett. here in Indianapolis. Um, I knocked on Indianapolis Colts wide receiver um, Hilton. His first name Hilton. I don't. I was Water Zero. Oh, I've seen that guy. I, he's a yeah, 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 yeah. D.Y. Hilton. 
I should know this. He's famous. He's pretty well known. <laughs> I should know this. But, yeah, so we, uh, I didn't sell him. I knocked on his door, and um, he was, like, in the background. I actually didn't get to talk to him face-to-face, but no uh, knocked on way. his door. You we, saw him. We, we run into some celebrities every once in a while that will call in. And, uh, hey, you remember You remember in Omaha? Uh, well, you were, no, no, you weren't in Omaha. We were in Omaha, and we had – uh, uh, one of our friends, Armando. Shout out to Armando. He knocked on Warren Buffett's door, bro. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, wait, wait, no, no. He didn't knock on it. He walked up to it, and was about to knock. And then there was a speakerphone that was just like, "Step away from the door." <laughs> like, <laughs> he's, like, he's like, "What?" Yeah, <laughs> he's like, I'm seeing Warren Buffett's house online. He keeps it, but he was just like in a regular neighborhood. He was just—he was just like a regular neighborhood. Like it's so weird. Yeah, yeah. like all the people in Omaha love him. Like I, I talked to some people. It's like, yeah, uh, Warren. He, what did he say? Uh, it was one guy I knocked on his door. He was like, um, uh, I, I knocked on, and he came out, and he started talking about Warren Buffett for some reason. He's like, yeah, I smoked a, cim- a cigarette with him. Just a simple guy, you know, a little house. But he was like, yeah, he was at my daughter's or my granddaughter's elementary school, and he was just outside. And someone came up to him to, like, take a picture with him. And I was like, fuck no, dude. You're not going to take a picture with him. That's what he said. <laughs> and then Warren Buffett gave him $100. Oh, my God. I, but as he got into the little scene, he's like, yeah, man. He's like, bucks. That dude still drives, like, that, a little Lincoln. And... Exactly. I, that's what I said. I was like, he's greedy. Like, that's how he makes it. That's why he has money. <laughs> and yeah, so, that's crazy. Uh, but, yeah, he, man, he spoke it. And he was like, he's talking about it so fucking proud, bro. Like, so, like, people out there loved him. <laughs> like it's fucking well, there's crazy. Not the shit that we see, the shit that we see. You got Warren Buffett and you got the College World Series. But <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, not exactly. too far away. But uh, I did, uh, I did the extension program in Omaha with y'all. Yeah, I remember that. I wasn't actually. there that summer that that happened with you know Armando and whatnot. Yeah. But yeah, we uh, we were in Omaha for maybe like a month, month and a half, two months that I was there with y'all um, doing some. Good yeah, stuff. yeah. So wait, you came up to Omaha. So you did you meet Mike Montero? No, no, no. I probably did yeah, it. Yeah, Mike. Did you meet him? Well, Mike lived here. Mike, Mike, yeah. Or, uh, no. Oh, that's well, right, that's Mike right. Mike lived here. I knocked with Mike around here, too. And, um, but yeah. Here we go, Black Turner. Dude. <laughs> Jeff Turner and. <laughs> Jeff Turner. Oh, Jeff my God, bro. Me, like, man. I hope oh, Jesus. God. Yeah. yeah. He loves me. No. Dude, I gotta send, I gotta, I'll hit him up on Facebook. I was like, bro, listen to this. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> he'll, he'll reminisce. Like, this dude, like Jeff, was probably he. I trained with him. Like he was so good at selling. Yeah, but he, he knew time. he he knew he knew who to sell to. Like he did. He like picked his people. Like who to sell. That's how good he got. Like he was just like, watch this. One first time I went to, knocking with him, he's like, watch this. This house, I'm gonna sell it to. And like he, they left, and then they came back or something like that. Like while we were knocking, and he was like, he's like, they're gonna buy. Watch this, bro. <laughs> Destruction, but I'll give him that, man. He was a good sales guy. He just needed. Uh, he was like an eighteen-year-old in a thirty-something. I mean, year old body. We were, or however old. We were. Uh, yeah, hell yes. He was. Yeah, hell yeah. He partied like a motherfucker till he was thirty-five. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. And uh, his uh, his brother was a technician. He was cool because he kind of like pulled up with like the little like vault van and stuff like that, which got crashed <laughs> yeah. uh, that summer. I <laughs> then it was in Denver. It was in Denver. Yeah, but, yeah. Man, that, I still I think about. I still. Happened. I literally still think about those days. Uh-huh, sorry. I remember when that happened in Denver, but yeah, he had good intentions, man. He just uh, 
There's a difference between a sales guy and a leader. Like, if he's not going yes. out to work every day, why would we want to go out and work? And I think that was with him. And I don't know. He yeah. stopped liking me when I was thinking about doing some other ventures. And uh, I think that's when he was. Just I mean, like, this is the same man. guy. This is the same guy that had Volt on his truck, Doug. Yeah. But <laughs> he was passionate. Anybody that left is a devil. <laughs> right, right. That's what it was. <laughs> like, no, real shit. I, I really did, I really did, uh, I mean, we all kind of saw the whole thing crumbling down, though. Like, we all saw that from, like, at least, because um, I think it was you and JD that left, and then it was, like, Dalton and Trevor, no, no, yeah, you and JD, Dalton and Trevor, oh, no, no, I, then, you, then I left, and then Dalton and Trevor left, and then everybody else just dropped after that, like, like, fucking flies, dude. Like, it was crazy. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I felt bad for I the mean, whole situation, I, man. I, I, like, that's sorry. that's I, I was gonna say that I feel bad, but yeah, you know. Well, I was expecting like a thirty thousand dollar bonus check, and then it, uh, when I was told it was like five thousand, I was like, "Who's calculating these bonus checks?" Like I'm owed a lot more money, and I was like, "Dude, I've put in over one hundred twenty five accounts every year that I've been with this company. I've led offices. Like, don't screw me on a bonus check." And um, you know, well, I think you got the better end of it because I, I got to see the bonus checks. You got the better end of it. A lot of people, you got like probably fifteen grand knocked off. Everybody else got like fucking like. I never. I got everything zero. knocked out. I got zero. Oh, you got zero. I left. Oh my god. Yeah, I got zero. Oh my god. Oh yeah, that's. Yeah. You know, you know, I'm still waiting. I, okay, I'll tell you this, and I'll say it on the fucking podcast because. Hopefully, at some point, it comes around to me. <laughs> Good luck. Good luck, bro. I, I, okay, uh, I recruited Trevor and Trevor. I love you guys. I found you guys on UNT. I, 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 I fucking trained. I, I did everything. I you got him. Dude, I didn't get a damn thing, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I was supposed to get like 10, 20 bucks or something like that, like a bull ride. I haven't seen that shit <laughs> to this day. Yep, oh, man. man. Kind of where it started with me was like, you know, money's one thing, but it, it's kind of more the like, you got to treat your best people right, bro. And like, if you owe them, like, dude, I was owed like $25,000. And when Harley was like, no, it's, it's only five, this and that, I was like, dude, I'm bouncing. Like, if I can't trust you to pay now, and I was getting chirped in the ear from other people that have left, and he was like, "Right, oh, right, oh, has any money?" You know, there was already a rumor. There was already like, "Yeah, I heard. I, I knew. I, mean, I knew." And like, it was just like midsummer. Like, what the fuck? Midsummer, we switched yeah. equipment providers when I was in Indianapolis, and I actually found out that it was because Vault wasn't paying the distributors. So that's Dude, how you're yeah. switching to Qualsys. I, I found that out till later. So, I didn't know that. I mean, that's whatever, man. But that's when uh, I started, you know, talking to Matt a little bit more, and uh, <laughs> kind of where it. Uh, where yeah, you know, I'm glad. I'm glad that we get to bond over this, especially like where we're at right now in life. You know, like it, you know, your times have passed, and you know, shit's healed. You know, like we're to laugh at this stuff now. You know, like that's, that's, that's what, what I was doing with JD, bro. I accidentally called Harley. I butt dialed him, and then I deleted no. the number. And then he called me, and I was at lunch like two months ago, and you know how Harley is. It's like, hey, man, what's going on? You know, like supercar. <laughs> Harley. 
And I was like, I'm sorry, I don't have this. Oh my God. He was like, it's Harley, you called me. And we actually did talk for like 20 minutes, but by the end of the conversation, he was trying to get me to go lead some like door-to-door pest control company. I was Shut like, the dude, fuck up. no, we're not going to do that shit right now. No, no, uh, no. Dude, like, no, I got to get, I got to, I got to. Uh-huh, sorry, sorry. I sorry. mean, he's he's a um, he's a good sales guy, and he's cool to hang saying. out with, this and that. I think it's just, I don't know, man, just the little, it's just the little things. You got to, that I, I, think, I don't I th- know if I trust, you know, what he's saying right now type deal. No, absolutely. I mean, uh, after you get burned, you don't really, you know, especially because he does come off very car salesy. I, I really, re- I, I respect the guy in the sense of, like, he was a, he was a, pretty good leader in, the, in in keeping that for as long as he did because mm. they I mean they I mean they rocked out millions of dollars over the summers right like yeah. or in, at least in volume yeah you know? and that was like money that they were getting like up front most of it and some of it they kept in house and stuff and all you know and you know how that works yeah, yeah. but uh, no nah, I mean there was definitely some management problems like from the top down. I mean, that's why companies don't work. I mean, that's why yours works because Matt is probably very like, like freaking organized and so he sounds like a accountant. So he's like, he knows numbers and stuff like that. You know, like I think these guys were just, they started with a summer program trying to make it fun. And then they ended with that. They want to sell it. They didn't really want it. I feel like the, the passion was lost or, or somehow, you know? Yeah, I don't know where it went, man, but that's what brought me back to that. <laughs> well, it, that's like my, it went to like it went to life. zero. That's what happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I always wanted to come back because I had like I had personal ties with True Protection because I'd worked with friends with True Protection. Ross Limber, <laughs> friend that had helped Matt start the company that tragically passed away. I felt like I owed something to the company to come back. Matt's always been like an older brother. If you ever meet Matt, man, it's I like uh, cool ass dude to party with, but he will make sure. I mean, he'll he'll be hard on you. He pushes you, you know. And so sometimes it's like that's how you are too, though. That's how you yeah, are too. I mean, like, yeah. Uh, so that's I think our management styles are kind of the same. So we tried. I am actually more like good cop. He's like bad cop. We try to play good cop, bad cop with some of the, you know the company and other employees. Because um, I think if you have two bad cops and you're just always hard on people, like people like to be managed in different ways. Some people like a pat on the ass when they do good. Some people, you know, uh, some people just want to be like, a, you know, football uh, coach style and like, hey, yeah. get off your ass yeah. and start doing stuff. Like people are managed differently. And that's what I've finally found out over the years is that in order to build a team, but most importantly, retain your employees, like you got to figure out what, you know, what gets them off, if you will. You know, right, what, uh, right. You, know, you can't be, we just hired a couple girls, man. I can't go out there football coach like. Put your dick in right. the, get some sales. You know? like, <laughs> it's like, you're a fucking pussy. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the tongue's changed have one. a little bit around here. So but you're not. <laughs> but, yeah, you got to treat the women. And actually, these girls are pretty hard knock, man. I mean, they're like. It's cool. They're like no-getters. And we, we had a couple of those Dude, knocking doors. Cheers to the girls. Hey, cheers to the girls go- uh, door knockers. Like, real shit. Because that is, one, it's already scary. As a dude, I can tell you, it is beyond scary. It's oh, frightening. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like ex- ex- anxious. But I think girls have a little bit, especially, you know, in today's world and all this shit still going on and stuff like that, you know. Like, I think that's badass, man. I think that's super fucking smart. And I think you learn a lot just yeah, from that. Yeah, I think everybody. Whether you're a guy or a dude. Order door sales. 
I mean, yeah, me, man, yeah, yeah, matters. Say wait, what? What? I said matter respect. I'm sitting there. I almost brought up politics, and that's a whole different podcast. Mm. <laughs> I was like, Let's go. no, no, no. This is this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, I whatever. Whatever. People get out there and, and go get their own money, and they don't sit back and wait for people. I mean. Um, yeah, that was cool. We've only worked with a few of them. A few of them were good, but uh, man, if you're a good, I, I still girl, you're gonna do really well. I I think that I I you know I would always say um, like I'd be knocking. I was like, man, I wish I was a girl so I could like just <laughs> like sell more. You know, like I, I think that like if you're a girl and you know that shit, like I think you got it. Like real shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Emily's doing insurance right now. Like I'm jealous of her. Like she's done bigger, way bigger deals than me, bro. Way bigger deals than me. She's better than me. She's like, one of those. I, I, she, she, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> bro, I got sometimes. Exactly. So it's like, you know, and if you can be like that, and if you can learn like that, like shit, I got this shit. Like, like a badass woman is fucking mad to respect. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mad to respect. Yeah, yeah man. And uh, I was gonna say, fuck, I was gonna say something else, but. Um, I mean, so like our, t- our you're talk- we're talking about management, and I was actually going to ask you about that. What what is the best way to manage? And you said to personalize it because you can't manage everybody the same. Yeah, so I mean, like uh, that's something Matt's really helped me out with over the years is because like being in the door to door sales environment, I I always thought like the best management style was just to lead by example. You know, go out, lead mm-hmm. by example, show deals, this and that. I always kind of like you did, bro. And, uh, and you did, bro. Yeah, that was I, something I, I was good at. But when it came to like like training people and being like really just like sometimes you got to get on a friendly level with some of your employees and really get to figuring out that like, hey, there's things outside of work that may be affecting what they do here. And if they come in and have like right. a couple bad days, you know, bring them in and. It's probably not like work related. We got to figure out Correct. what's going on outside, you know, on outside the, of, of the office and this and that. To sales is all in the mindset, man. And um, I was telling you before the podcast that like I'm in a great mindset now with you know limiting eliminating some things in my life that I was doing, like you know chugging beers every single night, Tuesday, Wednesday. That was Thursday. fun. Man. I, I don't know why you're talking about. That was bloody fun. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, back in the day, like nobody was depending right. on me. So I mean, I would just go right. out door. Hey, now you got a family and shit. Yeah, and, like, now it's like I gotta succeed, or you know, or else it's my family that takes a hit for it too. So it's just different, man. Like I'm 30, I'm not like 24, 25 knocking doors anymore. It's just, it's just a little right. bit different. Don't get me wrong, I like to party. I like to do all that. Right, right. But yeah, me too. Me too. There's this, uh, I'm, partying, I'm partying right now with. You. <laughs> I've learned I've learned different management styles. Read a couple, you know, read a little bit about managing. That's kind of kind of helped me out a little bit. And for me, it's all you know, like psyche, uh-huh. bro. Like it could be like something just outside of outside of work just like pissing me off that you know i know i need to turn the switch on and off like once i get to work i gotta forget that stuff you know and i just have some to... people don't know that bro like i literally i mean i've met bosses like that don't know that like they just don't understand that there's a life outside of work like they just oblivious to it i don't understand you know and that's part it's part of i guess learning management yeah you just can't look at uh, your employees as like a number like you know right they need to right. be you can't. they need to be making the, the company money <laughs> But I have people in our office that, you know, they might be not doing as well in sales, 
but their personality and their like their high energy and their positivity uh-huh. bring positivity into the guys that are selling well and it just you got to have like kind of an even keel of you know a right. lot of different things rather than just a bunch of like sales robots like <laughs> a bunch of sales robots with no personality and everybody's just like all negative talking shit to each other every day yeah nobody's gonna fucking want to stay here you know so yeah. you gotta yeah. I mean, you we got a ping pong table in here we got our our dudes that like you know we got have a basketball going here we like to do fun shit team lunches got to have fun yeah. or else, you know, being on the phone all day, like, who wants to do that? It's got to be rewarding. It's got to be fun. you got to like the people you work around, and that's how you're going to build a team. Yeah, and that's how you, like you said, that, I mean, that's why you've kept your team, and that's how you guys keep growing, man, because you're doing the right thing, I feel like. Like, I was just, like, taking care of people instead of, like, you're not looking at it as a number. You know how many people do that shit, bro? Like, they just, they get put in positions at the top, and then they just, like, like, they just tell people what to do. And, like, you just don't even have respect for them. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I've, I've been in that position. Yeah, I totally. I've had people manage me that way. And I've been that guy that's had to learn from my mistakes, too. So Me, too. Like, me, too. Yeah, no, been, me, too. Been, I think uh, it's a, it's management is a learning curve, I think. Because uh, I get to meet a lot of, like, leaders and stuff like that, kind of like you and um a lot like you actually uh, like big companies that are growing and stuff like that and talk to them and i'm just like man there's a lot of good people out there that are doing the right thing that just not many people know about and then it's kind of what this podcast came, came around and stuff like that i'm like shit like dude people gotta hear this shit dude like homies got like words you know <laughs> <laughs> you <All right. laughs> what do we used to call that the silver tongue the silver tongue <laughs> That was me? You? I thought you came up with that shit. I thought... No, no, no. It, it was that. So it was the silver bullet because of my car. The oh, silver bullet. We, that was my car. But, but I, there was a silver tongue anecdote thing going on. Too. Yeah, when, when I would like just spit some hot fire and you were like, we were door knocking together. You'd say, man, you got like that silver tongue. You used to say some shit like that. <laughs> I learned it. I learned it from like, uh, I can't remember where it was, but it was just like, it was talking about someone that could talk yeah i also learned something else and you gotta try this shit at one day in your life i will try this one day in my life there's a i don't know if it's in indonesia or thailand or something like that there's a this place it's like very like special place where you just kind of go and like you kind of get upside down and you have to kiss this wall and this wall gives you the gift of gab Mm. Like, you just talk really good. So I met through my Toastmasters. I got to meet someone that went there. Bro, the best fucking speech I've ever heard in my life. Really? Like, it was so... Like, you just... You know, they're, they're just clear. You know? Like, I yeah. still... Like, I'm missing some. Like, I still started and stuff like that. Like, homegirl just had it. She was like, apparently... And I'll, I'll send it to you, actually. And uh, you can kiss this wall. It's, it's somewhere in Europe. I haven't done it. I've seen it on YouTube. You got to look it up. Um... But actually, you know what? Hold on. Let me try something real quick. Can we do a screen share on here? Hey, here we go. Ha ha. This is the first time I'm doing this. You ready? Yep. <laughs> All right. Hold on. Let's go to share. Hold on. Let's look at this thing. Here we go. Gift of Gab. <clears throat> I wish I had like a uh, like someone that does this for me, but I'm by myself right now. Uh, gift of gab, uh, wall kiss. 
Can you see my screen? Yep. All right, cool. Here we go. Look, look. Check this out. <clears throat> so this is like a this is like a castle or something, and you go like upside down, and you like kiss this wall. There's like a video or something. Here, let me see if I can find a video. But it, it was super interesting to me because we've always been like uh uh like all because that's what the sales is, bro. Like it's or door knocking is. It just enhances your like communication skills, you know. Yeah, for sure. Oh, hold on, let's see. Let's see if we can get it. Oh, shit, can you hear that? Can you hear me? I don't know if you can hear me, bro. Um, Alright, we're just gonna react to it anyway. Oh, I, I can hear you a little bit. There you go. We are here at Blarney. So, there's this just. Oh, let's see if I can fast forward. It's this castle, bro. And then you kiss this wall. Here you go, here you go, here you go, here you go, check this out. <laughs> oh, sit there? Yeah, move, just move closer. You're gonna... <laughs> yeah, you can fall, bro, and die. <laughs> you can do that. That's it's it. Easy. That's the whole thing. <laughs> what do you do, bro? There you go. Can you see it? <laughs> uh, I that's crazy. That's that. Yeah. That's the gift. That's the gift of gab. That's the wall of gift of gab. I can't remember where it's from, but it's freaking nuts. Like, I, I was gonna ask you this: Do does door knocking, like now looking back, hindsight twenty twenty, does door knocking actually help communication skills? Dude, hundred um, percent. It's like the Navy SEALs of sales. I mean, like 100%. if you can knock on somebody's door. And what we were doing, I mean, same day installation, alarm system, it's like getting in there. It's from someone you just met. Bomb. I mean, yeah, you are you need to build instant rapport. Like as soon as they open the door, body language, that's why we train six feet back, stand sideways so you're less intimidating. Like, I mean, from... There's from a science to it, huh? Like, like communications. Bro, you, yeah, it's just like... The, the you, body language skills, which over the phone, that's the only thing that the transition that was different from being able to use my body to sell and point and grab their attention that way. Like you just have to figure out uh, over the phone, I think it's even more question based, you know, selling mm -hmm. to really get a feel for what they're going to be needing for their house. And, you know, because you're not going to sell, you know, grandma a bunch of smart home automation. You're going to sell her, you know, Correct. alarm, life safety. You got to find a need and fill yeah. a need with, you know, with <laughs> life alert. Particular <laughs> Dude, yeah. that, that's a, that is my first, like, uh, I, that was my first thing whenever I saw an old lady pop up. Like, I was like, life alert. Like, uh, uh, you got, you need life alert. Like, <laughs> you have to mirror the customer. They had that. They had that little stuff man i mean like if old lady comes out i'm not gonna be like hey what's going on i'm gonna be like hey you know you gotta you gotta mirror your customer change like, it instantly right. or else you're gonna get intimidated you're gonna you're gonna lose them right right off the bat he, here's here's one that make you think why or i guess not make you think but like why is cold calling like so good so it's already we already know it's good but why is it like how does it help us because i can even tell myself like I'm talking to people and I'm like, okay, you're, I'm like, re I'm like playing poker. Like, that's like, I can see their emotions. And it's like, okay, you're, you know what I'm saying? Like, well, I mean, it, like, like, how does that enhance that? Like, 
Yeah, I, I don't mean, understand it even to this day, honestly. I relate. Well, we were learning in door to door to like what we do in everyday life, like doing door to door sales. Uh, you know, sales aside, it's it, you, you got to sell yourself every single day with anything, whether it's picking up a chick, whether it's you know selling somebody on an idea or. You know, trying to negotiate a banker and buying a house, like you're always selling yourself or selling something. And with door to door, I noticed that, um, like the confidence, like obviously is going to improve tenfold. You're going to be way more confident, 100%, confident yeah. after a summer of knocking doors and talking to random people. Like there was a point in my life where like I wouldn't go up to a chick and like talk to her. You know, I would wait back and like you know have that come to me. And if you did that in business and waited back and just try to have business come to you like you're going to fail. So, I mean, getting out there yeah. and the work ethic, like, it was either sink or swim. Like, you know, right. it, was, it was like we got paid. No, no, literally. If you didn't sell enough in a week, dude, you might not eat the next week. You know? No, seriously. Yeah, and, and people fly back from the cities that we were at, bro. Like, crying. Like, I'm money. I crying. Like, my dude, they were crying, like, leaving and shit. Like, it's like, I gotta go. It's just it's like this big old breakup and shit. Like, it was just, like, very emotional, I felt like. Like, it was okay. such a... Like, I've seen that plenty of times, man. There's somebody, there's, like, 19 grandmas that die in the summer. And they're like... Oh, I yes. <laughs> I can't go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> died. I can't go. Like, uh, so at the same time, it's so weird, right? Like, they, yeah. they just all get sick and die and their cat. And there's so many adult, pet deaths. You mentioned uh, Dalton earlier on, and yeah. Dalton was one of our best sales reps, but he was supposed to come out the summer before, bro, and he didn't. And uh, sorry, someone was like waving at me through the window over here. Oh, uh, I was like, hey, what's he up? Man? Didn't, he didn't go out the first summer and then ended up meeting me on campus again and going out the second summer. So, Oh, yeah, I think I remember that because he promised to you, and he kept his word. He did. Yeah, he, he, you're he, like, what was it? I think it okay, let's get the real story. What did happen the first time? Like, you asked him to go out and he couldn't because his what happened? Because I don't had enough protein. I don't know. The kid lived in my house oh, yeah. for a year or two, and I still never like really asked him what happened. Um, I, I, I mean, he can tell. I'm sure he he was young, man. He probably just wanted to like yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's just how it was. Yeah, but, yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's Texas A and M, dude. Yeah, I mean, although in those summer programs we worked really hard, like, it was still fun. Like, we still did fun yeah. shit all the time. Bro, um, we did. Honestly, we were, like, we were the epitome of, like, those sales force that hard. had fun. Like, you know, work hard, played hard. Like, that's what it was. Like, yeah. I'm so appreciative for that shit, bro. Like, the, su- like the, oh, man, the heat. Like, I look back to that shit. Even, I'll say it again. I'll look back to that shit. I'm like, I cannot believe I did that. Like that's that was like that's like part of Isn't our life. Like we did that, dude. We struggled. We sweated together so many fucking days, bro. Power we saw we saw us overcome. We, we saw each other. Over- we take naps in the van, and then we go out, slam <laughs> two or three deals, smoke, smoke the cigarettes, slamming <laughs> cigs, dude. Oh god, remember? Okay, uh, the people that may not know this. Uh, we went to country clubs sometimes <laughs> during the day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We might go golfing a couple times. Uh, oh, but man. we still went out and put in deals that day, bro. We still went. Dude, every, every day. Like, our, like most of the days, like, I remember Harley got mad at me. He's like, dude, y'all can't be knocking together, man. He's like, I, I, I left. I went back. And then I came back. <laughs> oh, yep, man. Yep, Good times, bro. <laughs> But uh, anyways, bro, I mean, it, it, 
So many memories with door knocking. So many memories with cold calling, bro. Freaking, uh, I was going to ask you, how is, you know, one of my last questions, how is the, like, you know, kind of balancing, like, the dad life or the family life and work life? What's that like for you, man? <clears throat> well, I mean, I think having people, ha being responsible for, like, a human being definitely makes me, like, work harder. I'm less, I I'm, I'm. You're the father of Dallas. Yeah, <laughs> Dallas. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm not as selfish as I used to be. Like, it's not about me every day. And, the, you know, the days where we would hit up the country club or would do some of those things back in the day, nowadays, I would probably think twice about it. And be like, dude, freaking diapers are coming up. Like, I got to get this. I got to get that. You know, um, so it's definitely a responsibility. I think it's managed well because um, I work like normal work hours. Come home, I'm a dad. I usually get weekends off, so I think it's a good mix of um, you know work and family life. But at the same time, like yeah. you don't want to be that puss dad that's just like around all the time. In my opinion, I think the male. The dominant species in the house should be out working and showing his son that, like, hey, dad's going to be gone during the day. Uh, he's going to be home yeah. later, but he's gone during the day because he's sacrificing, making that bread for the family. And, you know, I think the right. older that the kid, uh, older that children get, you know, I think they respect that more. Like, if my dad was just, like, around all the time, I'd probably get bored of my dad being around all the time. And right. Aren't you out working or doing this? So right. that's why I respect my parents. Like, you know, they went out, they grinded. My mom's in sales. My dad was an engineer. And, you know, I want Dallas to be able to see the same thing in me. It's like, yeah, I'm working a lot. And as much as the family would probably like yeah. me around more, like, I'm yeah. gone for a reason. I'm trying to get the family to where they where it needs to be, you know. So right. that's a good balance. I, I no complaints. Yeah. No, that's good, bro. I mean, it sounds like a great dad, bro. Like, most people don't. Uh, not most people. I wouldn't say that. Like, some people. Some people don't take parenting seriously like you. You know, like, you want to show them an example. Although, uh, I haven't really interviewed too many parents. So, I couldn't tell you that. But, um, <laughs> I know that. I know that. Uh, parenting podcast next. Man, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> no, real shit. <laughs> Mom and dad, what's up? <laughs> Y'all drink? <laughs> but, no, like, you're... It sounds like he's going to grow up having a fucking great dad, bro. Like, I appreciate your like the relationship that I have with you like, as a friend, bro. Like, I've always seen you as a leader. I've always seen you as a hustler. A hustler in the best way possible. A businessman. Okay, I've always seen you as a uh, as someone that, like, fuck. Like, they got... They're pushing forward, bro. Like, you're, like, I, like I admire you a lot in that I sense. I appreciate that. Man. Oh yeah, and, and no, it's real, bro. Like I, I'm like I'm looking at you, like I, I keep up, try to keep up with you, and like what are you doing and stuff like that. Like it motivates me. I still talk to some of the guys. Like Jacob, yeah. Bill, and I are in contact all the time because he's always asking me stuff about how to build his you know solar business, and he's getting it off the doors and on the phone. He's starting to do right. that a little bit. So he he calls me for advice like every week. We talk, bro. Um, That's you know, crazy. How's he guys, doing? Like, he's good. He's doing well. Yeah, he's doing great. He's selling a shit ton yeah. of solar systems, making mad money. Um, and then you know, I'll fucking hit up love Jacob, Alton and Trevor's. Like I'll hit them up yeah. every once in a while, and I'll get on the phone even with JD every once in a while, ask for some advice. Really? You know, it's been a Hell yeah, I mean, it's a we've we've built like a we have like a network of friends that we all went through the same like struggle shit, and like we can kind of count on each other for like raw advice, you know? Yeah. The cool thing is, like that's what it is, all of us, the people that I just mentioned, if we were just like 
cut off and the economy failed and we all lost our jobs, us five could go knock some doors and sell some shit and still be able to support our family, bro. So. See, my knuckle, bro, I still got the scars, dog. I still got the scars. <laughs> my knuckle is larger on the right-hand side, the middle finger, too. <laughs> I'm not going to show it for <laughs> people's sake. <laughs> but, uh, man, oh, God, it's so good catching up with you, bro. Is there – okay, so let me give you this. For someone, let's say Landon Duke, whenever he was 16 years old, what would you tell him, bro? Like, Or what would you tell someone that's just now starting in business and – this show is about kind of expanding good ideas and it's about kind of, you know, spending positivity and shit like that. <clears throat> Talking shit a little bit because you got to, you know, but it's real, you know. So what is it that uh, that you can give, an advice that you can give to someone that's just now starting off in business? Well, it might yeah. sound cliche because we tell everybody, I think, when we were hired door-to-door people. But, um, you know, one, you got to have hard work, hard work, coachable, teachable, positive attitude. And I would say, like, starting off, like, if I were to do anything, like, different, life is kind of like running your own financials and running your own life is like running a business, too. So you want to start young at, you know, uh, creating um, good habits, um, decreasing stress levels, keeping, you know, uh, things that I wish I knew more about when I was younger are, like, you know, credit scores and investing and this and that. Like, learn that shit early. Um, so you can diversify your income, you know, you could be a great salesman, but if you have a bunch of loans and shit that you're paying off every single freaking month, like you're going to have people that pass you up. And I was the dude at a younger age that didn't really treat money like I should have. Um, so I had to do some catching up, like financially I bought homes and this and that at a super young age, but, uh, I was kind of like the salesman that, that was blowing my money <laughs> all the time. So now, I mean, I would just say I think we all were. <laughs> if you can master sales and you can master your personal life and create good habits, keep stress levels low so you're only focusing on work and your job and everything, and then man- maintain your financials with a good credit score and, you know, just managing investments, right? Like, you're going to win. Like, you can make $100,000 right. every single year but still become a millionaire if you play your cards right. Um, 100%. So that that's like my only advice, man. Just keep on keeping on. Never quit. Like if we got to our first like week of door knocking and said, screw this and quit, like I wouldn't be in the position I'm at with our industry right now. And and you took that and you let it into other shit. You know, you, you still, yeah, do, yeah. still do everybody, sales, yeah. insurance. Yeah. Like I'm a client of yeah. yours, like you mentioned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just paid that bill, yeah. Thanks for that, by the way. Thanks. You're a real one, bro. That's fucking awesome. That's just, that just goes back to building business relationships, man. Like, I'm going to do business with you. I'm sure when you buy a house and you need some services. That's so what I was going to say. That's, gonna I have no one else. In. What yeah, you I'm mean? Gonna I got to go to Lendon Duke, True Protection. That's my guy. That's my guy. Yeah, I'm going to hit up Trevor Moore <laughs> for an HVAC system if my AC blows out. Like, that's just what we do. Exactly. Exactly. You build that network, like you said earlier. So. Yeah. Or Trevor Hess for some goats. <laughs> you might, but he needs to build me a damn table. Damn right? Cedar. Oh, dude, he's cedar stand. He's cedar table, man. <laughs> Hezzer. I didn't used to say Hezzer. <laughs> I remember telling us, and you're like, what's your dream car? And we were doing, like, vision boards or something. I just want me to get old farm truck. <laughs> dude, he, got, he had more money than, than all of us managers. That kid knew money. Oh, yes. And yes. he worked hard as shit. Yes, the hardest worker, had the most money, like the most humble dude, like 
and work the hardest. Literally work the hardest. It made absolutely no sense, you know? <laughs> I know, man. <laughs> but love the guy. Freaking love Trevor Hess, man. Ah. All those guys, man. All those guys. We're all going to be like... We're, we're all going to be like 16 years old one day. We're going to be like talking about this crap or all this shit that we did, man. Like all the drinking, all the smoking, it's all, all that crazy, crazy stuff. A hundred percent. I think it's going to happen cigar. at some point. We're all, we all grew up... We all kind of like developed ourselves with like the same mindset. So, yeah, we're going there. Some, some, somehow, some way. You know? But, man... It was a good having. It was good having here, bro. It was good having you yeah, here. Thank fun, you so man. much for the time, dude. Uh, I, I hope you had fun. I, I did have fun. fun. This is cool. literally. <laughs> you and I can talk, talk all day, yourself. bro. We get to end this shit now, or it'll start getting dark, and my chick will start hitting me up. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, right, <laughs> I'll stop the recording right now. What's up, baby? The late podcast.